Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Mr. Sharm in English. We are middle of chapter 19, the elements of Hasidus. And uh, as I keep mentioning before every one of these podcasts is that we're on a roadmap. And I think that if you're, when you come in the middle, it sounds a little bit lost, but if you start from, um, I think it was lecture or episode uh, 94, or uh, no, I believe it was episode 97. 97, that's where it starts. You can really uh, follow along. I wish I could show slides, but so anyways, we're, we're in the part of a chassid. So the chassid obviously is a very holy person. And this person is so devoted to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, And we have to really break down his actions into components and categories and so on. And we're up to the way how his actions are carried out. So one of the things that he does when he carries out his actions is he gives them tremendous honor. And that's what we've been discussing in the last two podcasts, the honor that he's given. And, and the Ramchal is continuing. And I know that sometimes it may sound like he's really stressing a point, but each time he's bringing a new, uh, you know, something new to us that we should really understand about the mitzvah. So now he's going to continue, as I mentioned, talking about honoring Shabbos and Yom Tif. Now, including the category of honoring Hashem's mitzvahs is the requirement of honoring Shabbos and Yom Tif. Because anyone who honors them abundantly surely brings a satisfaction to his creator. As he commanded us concerning Shabbos, you should, you should honor Shabbos. Now, since we've already ascertained and proven that enhancing its honor is a mitzvah, it behooves us to realize that indeed the forms of honor that can be done according to Shabbos, there are so many ways we can honor Shabbos. But the general rule is that any action through which we can show how much we, we love Shabbos and how much we value it, we should be doing it if we can do it. And we see the examples from the early sages. The early sages would engage personally in the preparations of Shabbos just just to show them, just to demonstrate how important they feel Shabbos is. Each, port, each person, according to his unique way, he's going to give a few. Rababahu. Rababahu would sit on an expensive, expensive ivory stool. This stool stood out, and it looked very, very prominent. And it showed when he was sitting on this chair, he must have been doing a very distinguished task. And you know what that task was? That task was fanning the fire to cook for Shabbos. You know, back then they didn't have what we have is, but he was fanning the fire. You know, how we cook is so much easier, but he was, you know, putting that fire, getting to heat it up so he can cook food. Rav Safra, Rav Safra would singe, he would singe the head of his animal to prepare for Shabbos and, and to burn off the hair and prepare it to be cooked. Rav, Rava Malach Shibuta, he would, Rava would salt the, um, the Shibuta fish, his, it was a special fish he had for Shabbos. Rav Huna would light candles. Rav Papa would twist the wicks for his wife's candles that they should be easier to light. Rav Chisto would mince the beets, he would chop them up. Rav and Rav Yosef would split the wood to have fire. Rav Nachman, this was very interesting. Rav Nachman, what he would do is he would lift up bundles of Shabbos goods on his shoulder and bring them in. And then he would lift up bundles on his shoulder and take them out to make room for the stuff that he would have for Shabbos. So he would lift, he would take stuff in his house, they would make room 
for his Shabbos food or Shabbos preparations, the things he has special for Shabbos. And the Ramachal wants to point out very specifically what Rav Nachman did. He said, look, Rav Nachman said a very important point. He said to himself, if I would have a great sage come and visit me, if I would have the Reish Galusa or a great rabbi or my Rebbe or someone who I very much honor, and he would come to my house, what would I do? I would make place for him. I would make room for him. So he said to himself, I'm going to do this for someone of flesh and blood. How much more so do I do it for the queen, the Shabbos queen? So that's what he did. And Ramchal wants to take point in that and say, you see, take notice of what Nachman did. And we should make, and we should learn from what he did. He said he, he went and reflected to himself, if he would give honor, if he wants to give honor to a person who he respects, and he uh, is, uh, and he, he's the term, he was machshed, that he really wants to give respect to, he said, what would I do to this person? And if whatever I would do to this person, that's what I'm going to do for Shabbos. And about this matter, and, and we learn from this, that we should always be creative and resourceful when it comes to doing the mitzvahs and the creativity of them, provided that it doesn't deviate from the law. It's very, very important that we don't do that. So, um, So, so like I said, he would he would he would do that, and and he would and he would, so so a person needs to be sorry, a person needs to be creative when it comes to um, honoring Hashem's mitzvahs and and honoring Shabbos and and, and so on, and and this is it, and he always has to come uh, uh, to come with ways to bring satisfaction to his Creator and to demonstrate that we recognize the great extent of his loftiness over us over over us, so consequently. Anything associated with him will be held by us in great esteem. And since HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in his abundance, kindness, and in spite of all our lowliness, it's very important we know that, he desired to give us the, uh, he trusted us with this, he, he trusted us with, this, with, the, with these mitzvahs. God gave us mitzvahs to do, and we have no idea the value of these mitzvahs. We, have, we just, we don't because we're so we're so human and we're so far from the in touch of, of the real reality, the real reality. But the mitzvahs are so valuable to us. And once we recognize that, the least we can do is um, we can show them honor. Imagine someone, a, a king or someone gives you something of great honor and he gives it to you and he entrusts you with it. Aren't you going to keep it? You're going to first of all, you're going to feel honored that the, the king chose you to do it, and also you'll you'll make sure that you guard that thing. Now realize this. Now realize we have been describing what we've been describing right now is the true fear of Hashem. That this is what we've been showing. We, we've been describing someone who really has he calls it a yiras a rivimus. That's what we're really describing, and upon which depends, on, on upon which depends the deep reverence that approaches the level of cherishing a mitzvah. If you, if that's if you have to be an extremely, extremely high level to really appreciate and honor these mitzvahs. As Ramchal is going to explain, with the help of heaven, that. Uh, that uh, later on, it's a very, very high level. But just keep in mind that the yira, the fear that we're talking about now, is certainly not a fear of punishment. That's not what we're talking about.
Oops. So, but that's he's going off on a side point. He went off on a tangent to talk about what um, Rav, Rav uh, who was it? Rav, uh, Rav Nachman. He went to go on a on Rav Nachman to show you how much Rav Nachman was machshiv and, and value the mitzvahs, and that we should learn from that, and that we should take honor to the mitzvahs. But know that in order to get that type of honor or fear or value for the mitzvah, it comes at a very high level. It's called Yiras Regimus. That's what he's talking about here. But it's not what we're, it's not. So, but let's talk about Shabbos in general. So now he says that uh, he going through, goes through more examples that, uh, that Rav Anna wore a special coat or a garment on Erev Shabbos was very, very black and dark. It was very obvious. So that when Shabbos would come, when he changes his clothing, it will be very, very obvious that his clothing was changed and that he put on special Shabbos clothing. So another thing we've learned from here, very important that we learned, that um, that what you do on Arab Shabbos, in honor of Shabbos, now becomes part of the mitzvah also. So when you exclude something, I know, like, let's say you have something, you, you, uh, that means, let's say you, I don't, you like a certain meat. It's expensive meat. And you said to yourself, you know what, I'm not going to have this meat during the week in honor of Shabbos. Your actions during the week now become part of the honor of Shabbos and it becomes a mitzvah and so on. We have all these different opportunities that you could talk about. And uh, as he's as saying here, and he's going to go on more, honoring the Torah, also all these things. By the way, he says that's why you're not supposed to have a meal on Arab Shabbos, you're not supposed to wash after Chatzos because you shouldn't be having a meal. So you could be hungry and be satiated and, and, and want to taste good food on Shabbos. All these different things are all similar things. We, you know, we should really think about and be creative. It's a simple thing that we can do because I think everyone loves to eat and everyone loves to enjoy nice things. And you say, you know what? I'm not going to do a certain thing because I want to do it on Shabbos. Or you want to have a certain... I'm going to refrain from eating something during the week because I want it on Shabbos. Or I'm going to make sure I buy this meat. You go to the grocery store, you see a nice piece of meat. This meat is for Shabbos. And that now becomes a mitzvah. Now also, he's saying very, very important here. Another thing. Here, you know what? He's going to continue going on about honoring the Torah. So let's, uh, I'll continue that on the next podcast. See you next time.